it's Richa and thank you for tuning in to AWA. In today's episode, I have the lovely, strong and intelligent Shreya with me. I met Shreya through the fitness community on Instagram. Um, apparently, we both had the same idea about wanting to encourage and promote fitness, but we also work in completely different fields. Shreya works as an optometrist, but during her spare time, she'd been working towards gaining a certification in personal training and has recently fully qualified as one. So congratulations, Shreya, and thank you for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much. That was so sweet. Thank you. How are you? I've been good, thanks. Um, I mean, I always talk about this, but uh, and I always say it's so nice to see like another Asian woman in the fitness scene because I feel like we still like need more women and especially Asian women in the scene. So yeah, it was really yeah, nice absolutely. kind of getting to know you. Yeah, because I think um, when I first started it about a year ago, I think now. Um, I didn't really see very many Asian, like, you know, in the fitness, but, like, it's so good to, like, now see there are, there are Asian, like, you know, fitness, fitness pages, yeah. you know, that's, like, sort of emerging and stuff, so it's really, really good. So when I saw yours, I was like, oh, no way, she's actually based in London as well, I was just doing a bit of a stalking, so it's really <laughs> nice to, like, see, and I feel like we've connected so well through, yeah, like, I know, you know, right? Instagram, so it's definitely been, like, a... Um, a good part so yeah good. it's so funny because I feel like I know you for longer than I do and more <laughs> yeah me too I'm not even in person. exactly it's so funny but yeah thank you again for you know agreeing to do this um yeah I mean how has it been working at uh, working out at home for you at the moment um okay not gonna lie I do miss the gym <laughs> so I'm sure yeah. you're like the same as me I agree. as well mm-hmm. um but you know like working out it's I just think of it as like, you know, your body doesn't know if you're working out in a gym or if you're working out in your back garden or your, you know, your room or something. So you just kind of have to like move your body because I mm. love what it does to my mind and, you know, my um, sort of mental well-being and stuff like that. Yeah. So I still sort of, you know, try my best to sort of got to get a movement in. And that's so I think true. at the moment I'm trying about maybe... I want to say three to four times a week, like strength training. Mm-hmm. I have managed to accumulate some sort of weights, which is sort of good. <laughs> and right. then on days I'm not training, I'll try to, you know, go for a walk or go for a hike or something, weather permitting. But yeah. Mm, it's so <laughs> true. Yeah. yeah, it's so true about what you say about, you know, your body doesn't know, you know, where you're, it doesn't care. Like it doesn't discriminate if you're yeah. working out at a gym it's or at home. Mind, exactly. exactly. And yeah. I love how accessible fitness is for everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I know you're so much into fitness and I've seen like all your content on your Instagram page. I mean, I've been slacking oh. in terms of posting, but, you know, your posts are incredible. And I'm always like, yeah, like when you post stories <laughs> with the polls and everything, I'm always on it. <laughs> Oh, thank you. But I feel like I'm slacking though at the moment. No. Obviously, as you said, I'm working as well full yeah. time. So it's just hard to sort of, you know, find that mm. right balance. But I definitely want to start posting more now that I've like qualified recently. Yeah. So, and I was yeah. going yeah, to ask uh, following that, like, do you see yourself transitioning slowly or into being a fitness um, personal trainer? Or mm. Yeah, um... I think never say never because you mm. never know like where things will actually take because you know five years I mean not even five like you know let's say 10 years ago I never even thought I would you know even be into fitness because mm-hmm. I used to hate like anything sports or like right. you know, PE and school and stuff so you know just to think and then slowly I sort of you know joined the gym and then fell in love with like weight training and stuff so um and then who would have thought I'd even like qualify as a personal trainer um so yeah I don't know 
like you know like I said mm. never say never but yeah. I definitely do want to do more into fitness because that's like yeah. where my passion sort of lies um and yeah it's just become like a lifestyle and you know yeah. how, how it makes me feel I want to help others feel that way um I feel yeah. like we could talk about fitness for like for a long time so um, yeah. I just want to kind of move on to what you're currently working as at the moment um, sure. so could you maybe introduce yourself to the listeners and talk about what you do and how you got into this profession yeah so I'm actually a qualified optometrist so if people don't know that that's actually like you know um, optician who tests eyes and stuff like that so um, I so after my A-levels, I went to University of Manchester and then studied um, optometry for three years. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you have to do like a year off. It's called pre-registration. So it's right. literally where you apply your knowledge, um, what you've learned in uni and stuff into practice. But you are still like getting assessed as well. So you're having exams every um, you know few months. Mm-hmm. And then once you've passed all the stages, then you go on to do your like final Oscars, then you're finally qualified. Right. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, so since I've qualified, I've worked um, in Boots Optician. So that's where actually where I did my pre-reg as well. Mm-hmm. And then um, I've moved like different stores, but mm-hmm. um, I've literally just worked for Boots for pretty much four or five years. Um, um, only last, you know, 2019, I decided to, you know, just sort of go self-employed because I... Um, always had in mind that I wanted to do something more like you mm-hmm. know because I just um I knew just as much as I love optometry and what I do I kind of wanted to do more and then obviously I was a bit falling in love with like weightlifting and stuff mm. so I kind of wanted to explore that a little bit uh not just as like you know a hobby but I did want to think oh maybe I could do something with it so mm-hmm. that's the actual reason why I actually went self-employed um it just gives me more like flexibility and you know to do more with my time I could pick and choose when I could work um rather than you know having like a set of rota and stuff like that as well mm-hmm. so yeah yeah I so, like yeah. that um aspect of freedom that you have um and you know being able to do what you want to do when you want to do I think that's great yeah. um so just to kind of rewind back a little bit I just wanted to kind of understand how did you decide um in choosing what you wanted to do like did you know you wanted to you know go into this uh field from the beginning um in all honesty no because you know as kids you just think oh I'm, i want to be this i want to be this and you just mm. like never really decide what you actually want to do but um i mean i was always good at like um science and maths like such a geek but <laughs> i think it's paid me well um you mm-hmm. know paid me off well sort of thing but um and yeah i wanted to do something with science just because that's what i was good at like, right that's what made sense to me you know yeah. I just I wasn't very creative or like English and you know those kind of subjects even Nepali like <laughs> oh my like, god let's not even go like, there oh <laughs> so, no. Whereas, yeah so I knew I wanted to do something with that um, yeah but then I think for a while I sort of pondered oh maybe I want to do go into medicine or something mm-hmm. I even went for like um interviews and you know like open days and stuff you do for in university but I just decided I think um it just takes a lot of dedication you know and that lifestyle I don't think it sort of fitted with what I wanted to do Mm -hmm. um and then obviously I've worn glasses since I was like I can't even remember like class five or something all Um, right yeah so I've always been that you know person with like massive glasses like yeah oh really (laughs) I've never yeah I did not know that because obviously I've never seen you wear glasses oh interesting yeah yeah, and I was just going to say like as soon as I turned 18 I could have contact so literally that changed my life (laughs) right 
so then I thought you know what I can actually go into this yeah and, you know because I remember like the day I put contact lenses and I was like wow I can actually see mm-hmm. um and yeah that was one thing which I thought okay it's still science-based you know I can still use my knowledge and then um obviously because I wear lens glasses and yeah. um, contacts so it's more relatable and just found it interesting yeah and I always wanted to do something where I can like help people as yeah. well so and it's just very you know like sort of patient-based so your communication mm. skills and things are like getting used as well so yeah I was yeah, going I to ask just, uh, actually I was going to ask like do you find it to be a fulfilling role but you've just answered that <laughs> so <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah it's good yeah so I mean yeah I feel like eyesight is really critical especially for like someone's confidence right I and also yeah. I feel like um uh, I mean, uh, from what I've heard before, it can um, you can figure out whether or not someone has a wider like health and like um, disease or conditions when you check someone's yeah, eyes. Absolutely. And, yeah. 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 So, yeah. so that's I think that's really really interesting as well because so many patients like people just think um, it's just you know oh I can see I don't need an eye test kind of mm. thing but there's so much more to that because when you do go in for an eye test there's so many health problems that can be detected as well mm-hmm. um because if you think about it that's the only um area where you can actually visualize your blood vessels mm-hmm. so you know anything related to like systemic problems or anything like that so that can be picked up as well yeah um or like if you're diabetic or anything like that, we can pick up signs for that you know and um, even things like tumors and stuff can be picked up you know wow, by just right. going for an eye test um yeah. So yeah, don't miss your eye test, people. <laughs> <laughs> I best check when I last had mine um, tested. Actually, now that you say it, yeah, um, I mean we are in a pandemic, so you know, like yeah. you're this time. But... Yeah. So what's like your daily routine? Um, you know, say you go in, what do you do? Um, do you just have a number of patients that you see? How does it normally work? Yeah. So you're all you have like the clinic. Um, you know, assigned to your clinic. So depending on the stores, you might be testing on your own if it's like a small store um, or if it's like a big one and um, you might have like few clinics running at the same time I and mean, pre-covid when I used to work at Boots mm-hmm. there was literally like six or seven clinics going on at that time and then you just sort of roll the patients right whereas now I'm working more like on a single big clinic basis mm-hmm. uh, and yeah so like you just have like certain patients booked in throughout the day um, you just sort of <clears throat> um, carry out an eye test so normally before they see us they'll do something called like a pre-check okay I don't know if you remember like from your eye test and stuff so that's where they'll just do the photographs for us and you know, all the scans and the measurements um and then we sort of analyze that in our room right. and then do your you know like vision check and then all that mm-hmm. like health of the eye check and stuff yeah right I know you mentioned you obviously worked in boots but you know where else what other environments can you work in like if you wanted to what other options are there yeah so I think that's quite interesting in optometry because you know it's not just like you can't you're not really limited to just one place to work mm-hmm. out you know just these multiples like boots or spec savers but um I also do supervision at the university as All well right. now. um so like you know one day a week like term time so you can go into teaching as well if you want you know um, mm. or like supervision you can work in hospitals as well um so there are like hospital optometrists who work with, um alongside ophthalmologists as well so they perform all the surgeries and right. stuff like that um so yeah there's like so many um you know fields that you can actually go into and 
the other thing is domiciliary as well so you know like in care homes or like people right. who can't really come to be opticians as well so um you can do that which has been a little bit affected due to everything that's going sure. on sure yeah yeah so um yeah there are I love the flexibility you have then to be able to choose and kind of decide, you know, what suits you. And I guess you can test different areas out. If you, How did you know, like, what you wanted to do? Did you kind of try out different areas before you decided, right, I'm going to just work or supervise in university and just... Yeah, because um, I think, you know, obviously when you're during uni, you do get, like, the hospital exposure right. as well, you know. And even during uni, I was working in... Um, all these multiples like you know as just um as a sunday girl basically so then i got like some work experience from there Mm. so i kind of knew like what i wanted to do um and also like with the teaching side i just like whatever i've learned i like sort of teaching Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because as a student i'm like you know whatever i struggled in if i can help any student learn that way then um then yeah like i'm just happy yeah that's great as well so yeah. yeah, and then I think I'm, you know, I'm sure there's so many other um, fields that I've not even explored yet. So mm-hmm. there's probably more options there. But yeah, so far that's what I've, I've sort of figured. And yeah, it's working okay for for me at the moment. But yeah. like I said, things might change in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing a little bit of like Instagram stalking. <laughs> And I'd come across, um, <laughs> I know, right? And I saw some, this was for like research purpose because I like to know about the people I'm doing like the interviews You're, with. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's out of like respect. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you went um, on a trip to Ghana and it was to do yeah. f- with Vision Aid? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so could you, yeah, could you please like expand on that and just let the listeners know like what you got up to? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Vision Aid is basically like a, a charity um, fund for obviously like optometrists and dispensing mm. optician. Um, you know, loads of people can get involved in that. Um, so mainly, I mean, they do do Asia, but I think they've not because it used to be India as well. Right. But I think they've um, they've not done that just because of like flight. Um, you know, like time basically. Sure. I think it's just too too far from here but so they've mainly focused on africa right uh, it was 2018 i went yeah gosh like literally feels like yesterday i know time flies right and it's it not does, until yeah. you someone like reminds you <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly so the purpose of that is basically um most of the um, most of the projects are like outreach so you right. are performing like um eye tests um and people who can't really you know afford eye tests in africa places right. like that um and giving them sort of you know glasses really to put them to see mm-hmm. and most of them like actually have eye conditions that have never been diagnosed with you know things like cataracts which is right. so really, like performed um in the uk and mm. it literally gives you a new sight mm-hmm. because people just don't get diagnosed over there so then they can potentially go blind with that something that can be so treated mm. so our job was to like sort of you know identify if they had any uh, conditions and then refer them further so that they can have the surgery and things like that as well or if it's you know just needed glasses then we can actually have that ready and that purposes as well so that was really good but our project was slightly different which I actually really really enjoyed because we were there for two weeks and the mm-hmm. first week you actually go and um, supervise the students who are studying optometry there as well oh wow so you actually yeah sort of train them you know like <clears throat> do all the practice and things like that and you actually take the students with you 
to for these outreach clinics in the second week um so then right. you you know you can have more sort of eye tests as well yeah and obviously more practice for them and then we'll get supervised uh, and the whole point of that is like to make it a bit more sustainable because mm-hmm. i think what they found is that if you just went for two weeks and did the um eye test mm-hmm. um that was happening you know and then after that nobody really got any any other service if mm-hmm. that makes sense yeah um, whereas if you're teaching the students there when they qualify they can actually go and you know provide that service when we're not there mm-hmm. um so that was the whole point for them to like you know teach them and then um yeah hopefully they'll because uh, at the moment and can so Ghana is where i went actually i don't mm-hmm. know if i mentioned yeah. that so, yeah. um there there's only two universities of optometry um about like 8200 i want to say don't want to don't quote me on that but so yeah hopefully you know in the future they can like all the people in ghana can actually have like a proper access to um eye care services and things like that and yeah wow yeah that's so good because i do think that you know when people go to a different country and then they do their bit and then they leave but the fact that you guys went and taught them how it's done so that like you said it's sustainable and in the future that they know how to kind of carry out these procedures and help you know the patients there and i think that's incredible um rather than just kind of doing and leaving and not leaving that impact behind so yeah exactly that's really good yeah yeah how was how was like your experience there overall in terms of like the culture amazing honestly i think it was just probably one i don't i don't really know why i expected when i before i went because i think Mm. you know because obviously i was going there to sort of work as a volunteer but i I just sort of expected it was just going to be really you know dead serious like i wouldn't know anyone i've never been to africa before either Mm. um so i think you know you do have a bit of like nervousness slash excitement, you know, but there, but honestly, Ghana is so amazing. I would literally go back again, even for a holiday. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, um, like the food there was amazing as well. I know, like we literally ate like tilapia, you know, um, jollof rice. I love Ooh, rice. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah. And the people are so, so friendly as well. You know, even the students, like they were just so so friendly like literally some of them still email us and stuff so it's oh so that's really so cool. sweet yeah. yeah and the team I went with was so much fun because um I did luckily know one of my colleagues so I actually went with it so you know we sort of knew each other and um, so right. in a way in that sense it was good because you know I wasn't there I didn't feel like I was on my own if that makes sense yeah but in the end of that like everybody in the team was so so friendly so um we're still in touch actually oh. um especially one girl like she's actually based in London and yeah we literally see each other um every few months and this was pre-covid but yeah that's really sweet um and yeah i love how you you know you've kind of gone from graduating to doing having all these experiences as well um just touching on your experience at university i know you said you went to the university of manchester right Mm, so um what was the course like um I mean did you have modules that were spread out and kind of combined with medical students um you know what was that um course like for you um if I'm being absolutely honest like course was jam-packed like honestly it was so um like really you know I'm all my days were full, like, you know, either with clinics or lectures or, you know, something or the other. Mm. And we had to do, uh, like, from first years, you know, onwards, because I had loads of other friends who did, like, 
you know, other subjects, um, and the first year wouldn't count. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Like yeah, I remember. <laughs> right? And then everybody was just chilling. I'm like, no, mine's like 10 or 15%. can't remember exactly, but I was like, I actually have to pass these exams and get good marks in it as well. So literally, the graph started from day one, um, mm-hmm. and I feel like I just never got a break um, because you know, on, constantly you're learning things, mm-hmm. and then there's like practicals to do, um, and there's just so many modules because I guess you kind of have to know a bit of like you know, uh, physiology or yeah. pharmacology, you know, a bit of uh, anatomy, obviously anatomy. So we did have a few modules with medic students or pharmacy students. You know, we were actually part of life sciences, mm-hmm. so we even had to do like. Um, essays on ethics and stuff you know although right. there's nothing to do with optometry but because we were part of life yeah. sciences back then um, we yeah had all those modules as well so yeah literally days would be jam-packed um, and yeah I'm just trying to think but I think now they're actually part of um, I think there's a separate one saying pharmacy and optometry oh really so they're actually not part of life sciences right um, so yeah it made it easier I think yeah that's that's good I mean after you guys graduate like yeah yeah I'm really thankful for that though because I feel like you know all that knowledge you mm-hmm. gain it comes in really handy when you're doing your pre-reg um exams right although it was like hammered into you then it sort of all comes back when yeah. you're actually doing your pre-reg year because don't forget you still get assessed in your year of working right so it's like the internship year if you like right um, and yeah so yeah were you scared that like so. you 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 wouldn't remember things um like yeah like yeah. I was especially for my last the, sorry the first few months because obviously university you graduate in what June July and mm-hmm. then you don't start to like September yeah so I thought oh, I'm gonna forget everything you know but luckily I had such a nice supervisor oh and he was like really really sweet because at first he looked really scary I still don't right. like him now <laughs> But you, because he had really high expectations of everything, and right. I'm like, I'm not gonna remember everything. Um, but honestly, he is so so sweet, and I felt like I learned more during my pre-reg as well, because he was obviously you know putting things into practice. Mm-hmm. Um, and even during exams, he would um, be like, yeah, we'll stay, you know, stay behind and go through all your notes and, and stuff like that, because you actually have to present um, patient records as well. Okay, what's that? Sorry, dear. <laughs> like so. The people that you've tested, right? You use it as like an example. If oh, like, like a case study, like, almost. Yeah. Right, yeah, right, like a case study. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we call it patient record, and nice um, yeah. So to go and back up you and your sort of exams and stuff. Mm. So yeah, so that was an intense year. I would yeah. Say. So it's not yeah, an easy was... ride for those who are looking into going into this field for sure. It's yeah, hard work. I think yeah, if you're prepared and you do your work in time, yeah, you'll you'll sit through it. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh. everyone learns different, though, doesn't it? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> I guess you've kind of touched on it, but what advice would you give to people, you know, who do want to follow a similar path to yours uh, when it comes to, you know, university and also the work itself? Like, what qualities would you say um, are important, yeah. and what skills? And also, do you guys um, have to take exams? after you pass or is it more of a once you're done you're done after your pre-reg um so once you've done your pre-reg well once you've graduated and done your pre-reg you're like sort of officially qualified so that's fine but we have something called um CET 
at soft points so mm-hmm. you kind of have to get certain points to stay on the register if you like right. so then that's when you're doing like you know your um sort of further training okay that can be on any sort of field but as long as you're keeping sort of up to date with everything that's happening because even within like so many years of qualifying so much has changed you know the yeah. equipments we use or the uh, the referral schemes for example you know because if you have to like refer them to the gp or the hospital things are constantly changing so you do have to like sort of keep up to date with that mm-hmm. um so yeah it's not like sort of exams unless you want to do something else because there is something called independent prescribing where you can actually prescribe you know um sort of drops and you know anything that you need to treat the condition really but so for that one yes you do have to do exams right. um and so it really depends on what you um want to do cool yeah yeah i asked you like 10 questions in one (laughs) so i just asked them what advice would you give to those who want to follow in a similar path oh yeah (laughs) so um, i would say definitely you know do your research make sure it is definitely what you want to do because no point doing it you know because I'm doing it or like your friends mm. doing it or something so definitely make sure it's definitely what you want to do um obviously you've got to know a little bit of science because you are going to need that yeah <laughs> it would be the other ones and um yeah I think just like working hard you know throughout your university just making sure you are sort of on top of your work um and in terms of qualities I would say um main one being communication skills Mm -hmm. um because obviously you are dealing with public you know sort of every day-to-day basis um but um obviously empathy as well you know because you do have to sort of communicate in a way where you might have to break a bit of you know bad news or Mm. you know or tell them something they don't want to hear or something like that and you are kind of dealing with pretty much all age group like you know anybody could walk in that door Mm -hmm um like from a three-year-old child to like an 80 year old woman so right. you're not going to speak the same way are you so you exactly. know, you've got to mm-hmm. obviously work on that and um yeah but just have fun with it really mm-hmm. nice um I love how you've managed to kind of do all of this and also a bit like you know qualifying um as a personal trainer as well and I think what I get from talking to you is that you love um, almost giving back and teaching others and um, you know just doing like ultimately what's good for your health and for others health and because everything's kind of revolved around you know your um, health and fitness it seems so I suppose that is your passion right yeah absolutely because it's like if you don't have your health then you don't have anything like mm. um, you know the, as cliche as it sounds like health as well definitely <laughs> i use yeah. that a lot as well <laughs> i was like oh my god it's not so cheesy but sort of way. Like, i'm <laughs> such a fan believer like you know yeah obviously if you even have a little slight headache like i wouldn't be able to sit and do this podcast with you mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like everything's just so so important um mm. so yes yeah thank you no you're definitely like inspiring me and also pushing me now to finish that few kind of um... (laughs) so close I'll get there soon yeah um it has been so good talking to you and I've like you know learned so much about what you do and also I like the fact that you keep your options open as well and I think that's true like especially nowadays I don't think you should stick to just one and you can do multiple things right like these days you have people who are what like actress um producers authors uh god yeah. knows so yeah. Okay, yeah so 
also work multifaceted yeah that's it yeah, that's, that's the it. One. i feel like as a human being we are one so why not explore do you know what i mean exactly so, um definitely but thank you so much for having me as well because oh when i saw this podcast i was telling you earlier as well um well when i listened to it yeah. <laughs> i was like oh my god this is amazing oh, so yeah it's so good you. that you, um, you're doing this and i'm literally putting on you know a few episodes as i'm go- driving to work or something so yeah really i've seen you yeah i've seen you sharing it <laughs> thank you so much that means a lot <laughs> yeah but... absolutely because i love listening to podcasts so yeah i was like when you said that i'm like yeah definitely but um, nice. yeah, i was nervous as well as you know <laughs> <laughs> It's been great having you on, honestly, and it's been such a fun, like, just talking to you about things. Um, Again, hopefully, you know, we'll get to meet once, like, lockdown is over and work out together at yes, some point. we have to. Oh, my God, yeah. we have to get a session in together. Definitely. definitely. All right. Thank you so much, Shreya. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>